0: And good morning and welcome back to Let's Talk. I'm Tracy Morgan. Always nice to have you with us. Of course, this is our time of day where we get to have fantastic professionals in not only talking about their business, but talking about issues that are important to you. And today is our day with Lisa Gard with specialized staffing and industry recruiters. Always love talking to her. And we're going to be talking about what are you looking for anyway? Have you thought about that answer to that question? So we're going to try to answer it or give you some tips. Now, before I welcome Lisa into the program, as always, I want to give you the rundown of how you can listen. Because you do have us on the radio, 680 AM, 107.5 FM. You can ask Alexa, hey, can you bring up WISR? That's fine. We have the ISR app that you can put on your mobile devices. And then of course we have online WISR680.com. You can stream live with us or you can uh, go back where we're going to put this as the podcast on our website and listen to it again. All right. So Lisa Gard is on the phone with me. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm great, Tracy. Good to be here. Nice to have you here as always. So I I love the question that you're posing because I think a lot of us have have asked ourselves that is what are we looking for? (laughs) Do you find that a lot of people are confused on on what they want to what they want to do?
1: Well, and what are you looking for anyway when I talk about that? I actually, I was reading some job descriptions lately and I was reading some of the requirements and some of them, and normally I'm, I'm talking about characteristic requirements, soft skills that are listed on job descriptions that seem so general and ambiguous that I think to myself, like, what are you looking for when you say that? And like one of my favorites, my very favorite is multitasking. I see that and I go like, are you looking for an octopus? Like, do you really want somebody who can do eight different things at one time? I don't know, (laughs) but I, but I thought, I thought that would be kind of a fun topic to, to just like talk about those, those kind of general characteristics that you see on job descriptions and talk about the specifics of them. You know, what yeah. do they
0: really mean? Yeah. And I think it's an important conversation for both the person trying to get a job and also the employer mm-hmm. who's posting this, because I agree, right. what does multitasking mean whenever you're the
1: one trying to get sure. a job? So
0: let's start at the beginning of your list. I know you have a uh-huh. positive attitude as number one.
1: Yeah. And you see that all the time. We're looking for somebody with a positive attitude, but we you think about that, What? Exactly, does that mean? What does that look like? I mean, obviously, you're looking for somebody. When I think of a positive attitude in an employee, I think of somebody who can look at a problem or a challenge and see the opportunity that lies within that, you know, but not just that, but also then has the ability to engage their coworkers or, you know, their employees or even their bosses to To think that way as well, you know, and encourage others. I think those are very specific things that describe a positive attitude. So if you're an employer and you have positive attitude on your job description, then you should be thinking of things that you're going to ask in the interview that will indicate the person has a positive attitude. And if you're A candidate looking at a job description and you see that give some thought to okay what are examples of my positive attitude do I have a positive attitude do I look at a problem and get excited about it or do I look at a problem and want to crawl under my desk I mean there's a difference so I think that's a that's just an example
0: I think when I hear positive attitude I feel like somebody has to be happy and and I don't mm-hmm. know if that's a a good description because I may not want to be happy, but I may have that creative mind that says, "Okay, here's a problem. Let's go with a solution." You know, I I, I may want to be a problem solver, but when you say mm-hmm. positive attitude, to me, that means something different.
1: Right. Absolutely. And you know, problem solving is another one. Problem solving to me is the ability to identify. a a problem and the ability to think through that problem and come up with a solution. You can do that with a negative attitude, but it takes a positive attitude to just look at that problem and say, Hey, look what we can do with this. You know what I mean? There's kind of a fine line, but, and there is a difference, but I think they go together. And I think, you know, you hear that saying attitude is everything. And it really is. I mean, I think all of this kind of starts with a positive attitude. And what is that saying? Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right.
0: So let's talk about problem solving skills. If we are mm-hmm. looking at that as a, a piece of a job description, Again, what is a company giving out? What, how do they need to define that? And us as employers or potential employees, I should say, um,
1: what, what should we take from that? Mm-hmm, sure. So if you see problem solving, you, you kind of have to figure that that definitely is going to mean being able to think through a problem and come up with solutions. And you want to think about examples of that. And if you're an employer and you're looking for somebody with good problem-solving skills, you need to determine exactly what that looks like and be able to formulate your questions to get at if that candidate brings that to the table. Are you looking for somebody who can look at data and find discrepancies? um are you looking at somebody who can track down discrepancies you know with 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 other departments are you looking for somebody who can identify the root cause of a problem there are different components to problem solving and i and i think it's just important that as an employer if you have that on your job description you're thinking about exactly what you're wanting that person to do and if you're a candidate you're thinking of examples of problems that you've identified and solved.
0: So is it a good idea to put problem solving or should you be more in depth when it's on a job description?
1: I think problem solving is great. All of these general terms you'll always see on job description. Okay. I just think it's important to visit exactly what do they mean? Because you can look at that and think one thing. I look at it and think another thing. But when you go to a job interview and you're asked a question, it's helpful to think about these things in advance and be prepared to answer them. And if they're already given to you in the job description up front, you can be pretty sure that you may have to talk about your ability to do that.
0: And it's, isn't it always good to give an example? So if you saw the the words problem solving on a job description when you mm-hmm. go into that job interview, as you say, that it's good to already think about what you're going to say beforehand. Should you already come up with an example of how you solved the problem?
1: Absolutely. Because if if you're an employer, if you're an interviewer, and you're looking for somebody who can solve problems, you want to be asking the open-ended questions. Tell me about a problem that you solved tell me about your experience with problem solving you don't want to ask so are you a good problem solver what do you think the answer is going to be yeah yeah Yeah. of course i am you want to ask that open-endedly what solved in the past give me an example so you should be prepared as a candidate to talk about that
0: let's go to multitasking then again another word that's often put in a job description same kind of question. What, what should the employer, how does that,
1: the employer deal with this and how does a potential employee read this? Mm-hmm. I My favorite answer to that question, I interviewed a candidate years and years ago and we were talking about multitasking and she said to me, I am really good at multitasking. All I have to do is focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I thought, huh, okay. But, you know, that's right. So when you think about multitasking, are you truly doing more than one thing at once? Probably not, because you're not an octopus. However, this is likely talking about the ability to manage multiple projects at one time. So you're not necessarily answering the phone with your left hand while you're typing with your right hand and, you know, but But it's the ability to prioritize, manage your time and manage those projects at once, be able to track where you are on multiple projects at once, be able to respond to people who are inquiring about the projects you're working on, to be able to keep track of everything, not necessarily to do it all at the same time, but to manage those projects
0: at once. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm going to ask you for a magic answer if you can give it to us. Here's something that has tripped me up when <laughs> like a potential employer would ask, how do you keep it all straight? Because I can spin multiple plates, right? I can handle uh-huh. m- multiple po- projects. It's just a part of what we do and that's fine. But when somebody right. asks me, well, how do you do it? It's like I crumble because I'm like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> I just take care of it all. So <laughs> if you're in a job interview and you, you are a person that's like that, how do you answer that question?
1: Well, you answer it honestly. And, you know, for me, the answer is how do I keep it straight? I use tools to manage my time and to manage my tasks. So I have a calendar. I have a task list. I have electronics, and all of that stuff keeps me organized so that nothing falls through the cracks. That's how I keep it all straight. Now, you may be one of those people who is able to keep it all straight in your head. You may be one of those people who manages multiple tasks by working 23 hours a day. However it is that you do it, you want to be prepared to to respond, but my response is, I use tools because if it was up to me to try to manage all of this at at once, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do it. But I am smart enough to know my weaknesses and to, you know, to balance myself with the use of tools, technology and, you know, other team members.
0: Right. Lisa Gard with us, Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. We're talking about that good old question, what are you really looking for anyway? And so talking about a positive attitude and problem solving, what does that mean? Multitasking as well. Anything else about multitasking? Because I want to talk about being goal-oriented, but anything else you want to finish up with multitasking?
1: That's pretty much it. I mean, like I said, just think about how do you keep it all straight and have those answers ready. All right, so let's go on to keeping goals
0: and being goal oriented. Uh talk about that if you would. Well,
1: goal orientation means. If you see that on a job description, what do you think that means?
0: Goal orientation? To mm-hmm. me, I, I now you're interviewing me, now I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's like being in a job interview, right?
1: <laughs> I'll let you have the floor with that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I think, but I'm curious. To what other people think when
0: when to being goal orientation to me I, I always think of the problem I think of the solution and how do we get there what's the plan of mm-hmm. action to get to that mm-hmm. end game that that's to me what goal orientation is
1: exactly exactly so I think goal orientation is number one knowing where you want to Knowing where you want to be, knowing what you want to get to, knowing the end result that you're looking to achieve. That is number one. Some people don't even know. But it's first to me, it means knowing the goal. Second is following through on commitments. And I always like to ask, and, and this is to both employers and to candidates. If you're an employer, you should be asking these things. If you're a candidate, you should be prepared to answer them. But A, how do you set goals? How are your goals set? Does somebody come to you and say, this is what you need to be doing? This is where you need to be. Is the goal given to you? Or do you sit down and you help determine the goal? Because to me, there's always more buy-in if you have a part in setting your goal. And then secondly, the second part to that is how do you measure that goal? Do you just set the goal and go, okay, you know, or do you measure where you are? Okay, so this is where I need to be. This is where I am now. Do I need to change what I'm doing? Is there anything I need to do differently so that I make sure I achieve this goal? And then two, I also like to ask candidates what they've done in the past when they've been struggling to meet a goal. I think this is important. If you're really goal oriented, it's important for you to meet the goal. So what do you do when you're struggling? Do you just struggle in silence and, you know, keep working at it do you ask for help do you move the goal or do you just go oh well not going to meet that goal you know yeah so I think those are also questions and I think you also need to be you also need to be cognizant of the person's degree of goal orientation like are they going to mow everybody over achieving their own goals or are they going to be prepared to you know go for a goal? And work within a team. So I said, those are just some details when it comes to, you know, having goal oriented or goal orientation on your job description, or when you see that on a job description. So let's keep going with
0: our list here. People skills. I always love that one too. Do you have people mm-hmm. skills? Because I mean, some people do, some people don't, but how do you, how do you read that one out? You may be good right. with saying hello to somebody, but maybe not in an office.
1: Right. Well, and people skills can be different inside of work, outside of work. But when I think of people skills, I think, OK, number one, are they outgoing? Are they friendly? Are you know, do they establish rapport easily? Those to me are our people skills. But, you know, good communication skills for me are part of good people skills. Are they intuitive they know how to read an audience and communicate appropriately so when I'm talking to somebody in a in a in a work setting or even in a social setting if they're kind of quiet and you know shy I dial it back a little bit because I am I'm outgoing and I'm assertive and it's I think to me it's important to be able to mirror the you know the the that assertiveness of the person you're talking to. So, so that you're not mowing them over with your personality. So I think that speaks to good people skills, being a good listener, you know, not, not interrupting somebody, listening to them, engaging them, the ability to motivate people, the ability to gain buy-in from people. To me, those are all people skills. And I think depending on the type of position you could be looking for different types of people skills, if that makes sense.
0: And you, in uh, people skills, when you talk about listening and talking to them, isn't it mm-hmm. important to have somebody or to understand that people skills also involves dealing with complaints and how do you deal with complaints from your customers?
1: Exactly. And that is one thing that is super important. Are you able to remain calm when you're dealing with people who are not calm? And I think in customer service, that's imperative because Typically, you know, every once in a while you do get somebody who's upset and you have to, you know, you have to remain calm. You have to diffuse the situation and redirect them. So are you able to do that? And those are exactly what we're talking about. when We're talking about people skills.
0: So let's go on with detail oriented. You you say that that is often on a job description. What's that mean? Mm-hmm.
1: So for me, that means accurate. Are you accurate? Can you read instructions and directions and follow them? You know, it's funny. There was a. This is how not detail oriented I am. I took a, I, I took an assessment one time, and like the first the first instruction was read the entire set of instructions before you you know before you move forward. Then the second one was draw a line down the center of the paper. So of course, I drew the line down the center of the paper. And then it said, you know, do something else. So I did it. I got to the bottom and it said, don't do anything at all. Turn the paper in blank. And of course, I already had (laughs) scribbled all over it. So that's to me, that is a really good example of somebody who's detail oriented that would take the time, read all of those instructions before moving forward.
0: And detail oriented, it's I think of the resume too. I don't know about you, but is it true that Somebody can make, like, a mistake and just get, um, like, their resume
1: isn't even looked over? hmm Detail-oriented, absolutely, and you can tell that on a resume. Somebody's formatting isn't consistent. If there are typos, misspellings, I mean, detail-oriented is somebody who can, you know, read through a document and, and know that it's accurate, know that it's correct, and, you know, proofread.
0: Yeah. What should we um, be... Talking about when it comes to detail-oriented, if we're in a job interview, if the job description just says, are you detail-oriented, how could we respond? Because mm-hmm. we sure. can say, yes, so, you know, yeah, I'm detail-oriented, but how do you show that?
1: Right. And, you know, you can talk about that in terms of your experience and your performance. So you might say something like, I ne- I've never had my work rep- returned to me. For mistakes, or you can say my team relied on me to review other information, other people's work, to be able to find errors. Or you can talk about how your job required you to be 100% accurate. If you were working with, you know, calculations or numbers or any technical um, information whatsoever, that you know you're talking about how you were able to successfully complete that without having to do rework.
0: Lisa guard, specialized staffing, as we're talking about, what are you looking for anyway on this um, job listing uh, show that we're talking about? You have computer skills. What do you mean by Mm -hmm. computer skills?
1: I know. So this is like one of the most general things you can put on. Like, so, okay. I know where the on button is. That's a computer skill. (laughs) I (laughs) I can turn it on. Right. But there are different types of computer skills. Um, you know, there's creating and managing electronic files. That's a, a database management skill. There are internet skills. You know, you may need somebody who can come in and do internet research, somebody who can perform different functions using the internet. Um, and, and you may need basic skills. You may need advanced skills. You may need somebody who is just doing the word processing on the computer in terms of like using Microsoft Word to process documents, um, you know, general correspondence? Are they preparing presentations using a, you know, a publication software? Um, Or are you looking for, you know, full on geek who can totally troubleshoot, you know, computer and technology issues? Um, You know, that computer skills is such a general, general statement. And I think it's very important to be much more detailed when you're writing that sort of job description or when you're preparing to respond to that.
0: When you're talking about computer skills, can you separate out the idea of social platforms like PR and marketing versus computer skills? I think sometimes people get confused when you're talking about computer skills. They'll say, well, I don't like social media, (laughs) but that's, it's not the same thing.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And that falls within internet computer skills. And you're right. And social media could be its own, you know, somebody who, and I do, I make sure I put that in our job description. Somebody who is, you know, savvy with um, social media, internet research, processing documents, um, preparing presentations. It's all database management. It's all different. It's all on a computer, but it's all different. And also when you're
0: talking about computer skills, I think it's important if you know how to do this is how to fix computers or how to fix computer problems because that's in itself an IT issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's when I talk about full-on geek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. So, and, and that's 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 the hard you know that's the hard side of the computer. Thus, the other stuff is all the like the software stuff. But you're right.
0: So when an employer is putting together their list of job requirements, I know we went through a bunch of them. What would you advise them overall to do? Do they keep these ambiguous? Do they make sure they put a few details in? Do they outright describe everything? What would you suggest to the
1: employer? Well, I think it's always the shorter the better um, in terms of the actual job posting itself is is it's almost like a resume. The purpose of both of those, the purpose of a job posting and the purpose of a resume is to whet the appetite of the reader to want to know more. So I would not go very detail oriented on your resume. If you're listing people skills, computer skills on your resume, that's fine. It's mimicking the job description that you're reading. And I think the job description is fine. Reading like that as well, but I think what people need to be aware of is thinking about what exactly are they looking for when they're when they're posting computer skills when they're posting looking for a multitasker posting good people' skills what are you looking for and as a candidate, what do you bring to the table because those are things then that you'll talk about in the interview um, and I'm talking about job postings. When you look at a job description, which should be more detailed than the job posting, then these things should be listed along with exactly what they do mean. Multitasking. We need somebody who can manage multiple projects at once, track the progress of each progress, of of each of each project. <laughs> Sorry. And to be organized enough to be able to prioritize, manage their time, and so forth. You know what I mean?
0: I do, and I'm I'm glad you you mentioned the difference between posting and description because I think as I was talking to you, I was thinking, wait a minute, isn't that the same thing? So that is a good reminder. When you
1: post, it's different than the description. Yeah, when you post it, it's an advertisement. So You're not going to put every single thing in the job description in the job posting. I would fall asleep if I was trying to read a (laughs) a posting and it was an entire job description. So you just you're just basically advertising the position. You're just wanting to pique the interest of somebody to say, hmm, I'd I'd be interested to learn more about that. And the same thing with your resume. If you're a candidate, you don't have to put every single thing you've ever done on your resume. It's just to whet the appetite of the person who's reading it to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to pick up the phone and call this person and, you know, talk to them and learn a little bit more about them.
0: Interesting. So then any advice for the person going to get the job, as you just mentioned, you don't have to put everything on a resume and I get that, but any advice when they're looking at a job posting with these magical words that are in front of us with positive attitude Mm -hmm. and problem solving and so forth, any advice for them as they're looking for a job?
1: Right. So if you are reading a posting and it has these general um, terms on it, if you bring these things to the table, if you can look at that and say, okay, multitasking, what have I done that, okay, I've done this, 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 and this, and you can look at that and say, okay, my people skills. If you truly have them, your resume should say that because now your resume has the same words as the job description, and that's what they're looking for. So that's what should let somebody go, oh, okay, yeah, you know what? It looks like they bring it all to the table. Let me pick up the phone and call them.
0: That makes sense? It does. It does. Lisa Guard, Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters. Before we run out of time, Lisa, talk about how if we're working with you, trying to find a job, it doesn't cost us anything, but those employers out there, if they would like to jump on board, they're the ones who are your clients.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we work with companies in the North Pittsburgh region um, and they call us when they have open positions and they hire us to find people to fill positions. So they're the ones who pay our fee and candidates are not charged a fee. So when you work with a recruiter, it doesn't cost you anything. You give us a call and you'll talk with one of our recruiters. You'll have an interview. We'll talk to you about exactly what you're looking for. And, you know, your preferences with regard to commute time, with regard to compensation, and we'll call you with opportunities that surface that match your skills, that match what you're looking for. Give us your contact information, if you don't mind. Sure. The best way to reach us is online at thebestworkwithus.com. Whether you're a candidate or a customer, you can see what we do there and you can contact us. You can also call us at 724-287-8380. And any final thoughts you want to share with us today? Now, just really just as you're writing a job description or as you're looking at or or you're writing a posting or as you're looking at job postings, I really think it's important to look at these very general statements and give some thought to exactly what they mean and what you're looking for. If you're an employer, what exactly are you looking for? And if you're a candidate, what exactly does that mean? What have you done that qualifies you for that?
0: Fantastic. Lisa Guard, Specialized Staffing and Industry Recruiters, as always. Thank you very much, Lisa. Always nice to talk to you.
1: Thank you, Tracy. Great to be here.
0: And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment as well. If you would like to listen to this again in its entirety, we're going to invite you to go back onto our website at wisr680.com, and you're going to pick programs and then drop that down to Let's Talk, and you can look for Lisa right there. Thanks so much. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk.